Compliance is a profession where people work tirelessly to make the world a better place. And there are hundreds of amazing and inspiring women who have helped the field develop into what it is today. Great Women in Compliance is part of the Compliance Podcast Network as they talk with women in compliance who are making a difference. Hi, welcome to the Great Women in Compliance Podcast on the Compliance Podcast Network. We are also sponsored by Corporate Compliance Insights. I am so excited right now that this is our first round table and the team is all together here in Chicago at the SCCE conference. It is such a great way to start out in person and I'm Lisa Fine and I wanted the rest of the group to quickly go through and give a quick introduction to themselves if you don't know them. So we'll start right over here with Hema, our new co-host. Yay, thanks Lisa. Hi, I'm Hema Lomax. Really happy to be here as a new co-host of Great Women in Compliance. I work at Zendesk. I lead the compliance function there. And I can't wait to share with you what we've been learning this week here at SCCE. Okay, great. And now Ellen Hunt of Spark Compliance, who's first taught me the words about advocate, sponsor, and mentor, and one of mine. So here you go. I'm just thrilled to be here today. We spent the last couple of days at SCCE, and now I am with the Great Women in Compliance. And we're just going to talk about the things we've been doing. And last but certainly not least is our sponsor and good friend, Sarah Haddon. And welcome, Sarah. Just hop in and quick introduction. Thank you so much. I am Sarah Haddon, and I'm the publisher of Corporate Compliance Insights. Thrilled to sponsor Great Women in Compliance and particularly happy to be here this week, enjoying SCCE and enjoying the good company of the Great Women in Compliance. All right. So with that, we're going to jump right into it. Let's just start out with, and we'll go in the opposite order. Sarah, we'll start with you with how's it going so far? And as a day in, what's been a highlight for you? As a day in, it's. I feel like the week is off to a terrific start. There's a lot of energy in all of the sessions and all of the meeting rooms, energy down in the exhibit hall as well. Wonderful to see old friends and new faces and making new connections. That's always a highlight of the week, I think, is just meeting new people. I would say that um, I've had a terrific lineup so far of sessions. And in particular today, I wanted to just highlight how much I enjoyed what can DEI leaders learn from compliance professionals. And this was put on by Asha Palmer, Gary Nemax, and Jackie Cheslow. Lots of engagement in the room, lots of interest and excitement about DEI and tackling that from the, the standpoint of compliance. Definitely a winner. Hammer, we'll go to you next. Oh, I have to echo what Sarah said about the energy. That's really why I come to these in-person live conferences to meet with you all and sit with you because I get so inspired by the, the people in the room and the ideas and the thought leadership. Fantastic start. A little bit greedy. I want to go to everything and sadly you can't do everything. But the good news is for those of you who've got FOMO, what you don't get to see in person, you get to go and look at on video live later. So that's wonderful. There's various tracks. Again, being greedy, I've been pivoting various tracks all day. So I've done some ESG, which was wonderful. I've um, been on the corporate um, compliance general track. I've also been on the speak up track. I did training today, so I'll tell you more about the sessions. But yeah, definitely a, a good time to be here. There's no end to great content for anyone who wants to dig in. Ellen, how about you? It's just as Sarah said, the energy. It's just the energy is so high. Uh, I, I've just been impressed throughout all of the different sessions that I've been at. Just this kind of a spirit of innovation and change and new beginnings and a bright future and just thinking about where the profession can go. So it's just been, I think, a, a wonderful conference. Yeah, I'll echo what you all are saying about it. I have a couple of different highlights so far for me. One 
is I listened to a really interesting fraud presentation today, and I was on that track with John Gill, who is the head of the ACFE, and it's a new area that I've been working more in the last several months, and it really was just fascinating and very human for more than I was necessarily expecting in that topic. The second one for me that's a highlight, the energy has been amazing, and for me, one of the things that reinforced it, and it's a little personal, is that my family, my sister and dad were here earlier. My father had the opportunity to, to join all of these fabulous women and many other people at an event last night and, and heard me speak this morning. And he is just thinks this is the greatest community. And after last night, getting to know so many of people, it was really nice to see it from someone else's eyes who isn't an ethics and compliance professional. Um, so I thought not only was that fun for me as a daughter and a family member, but as seeing somebody walk out and say, wow, I never knew this was all here. And this is interesting. So that was something really big for me. And then I guess the next one will be a group question of what are you looking forward to in the next couple of days? So, Pamela, I'll start with you. Apart from the many sessions, I'm also looking forward to the time in between sessions, because that's really where you get to spend time with your peers, get introduced to other peers. People have offered to introduce me to their networks. I'm going to Brazil soon and lots of people offer to connect me while I'm there. So it's just wonderful what you can achieve in between the meetings at lunches, coffee breaks. And even, yes, yeah, some of the after parties. So I was very <laughs> lucky to join a couple of those last night. I'll be going to a couple of book launches and what have you this evening. So really, yeah, I'm looking for just more cadets time. That's what we've craved, right? That's why we've come in person. And boy, does it deliver. So really excited about that. All right. I, you know what? I'll break the I'll break the pattern. I'll go second. I am really looking forward to what Hema was saying about connecting with people. I am, from a substantive standpoint, very excited to hear Lisa Monaco speak tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I've never heard her speak. I've always read her speaking or heard it later, and it's just great to see that she'll be here within that friendly audience. One thing I also want to learn a little more about over the next few days, although I'm not sure what how it will work, but it's really interesting to me lately is AI and the ethics of AI. So I'm going to try to get to a couple of panels if those, if they're next. All right. Um, and I'm looking forward to um, doing what I do, which is to say cultivating new voices in this space. It's always such a treat for me to come to this event and to be able to meet people who write for CCR, but then to reach out to those who I know have something to say. We always say at CCI that we publish thought leadership and those with emerging voices. And there is just a new crop every year of people who have that excitement. They have that energy about things that are happening in the profession and they want to share it. So I love to just go around and look for those people and meet them and create opportunities for them to talk about what's important. What about? That's what's so wonderful about the community. I think it was Lisa who talked about the community. I just think this is such a welcoming and warm community that lets people really begin to um, shine in their own way, right? Whether they're writing articles or writing books or creating new things in their program or making their program more effective. And so I think we give that to each other. And when we can be together, we can give it even more. This gets said a lot about compliance officers, but I feel like it's worth repeating, even though I've probably heard it two or three times today already. And that is the fact that this community just shares. That's what they naturally do. Compliance officers are not in competition with one another. Companies are in competition. But what I notice about your community is how much you do sincerely want to help one another. Yeah, and I would say about that, we don't have to compete because, and I think about this a lot, 
Nobody's saying I've written such a great conflicts of interest policy or anti-retaliation policy that I'm never sharing it with anybody because you're able to help each other be better because the objective is for all of us to be better and to do better. And the more ethical and more compliant organizations are, and when they succeed, they become examples for other companies because that's where the competition will come in. We want to be as good as you. So how do we do that? And I think that's very different than we have a limited number of potential customers or clients or other things. And I I think that part is just amazing. It's like an abundance mentality rather than a scarcity mentality. And good things always come from that. The synergy of giving to one another. It just It's an energy that just self-perpetuates and self-activates uh, itself, right? It just keeps going. And that old thing of playing it forward, right? And you give to three and three give to three and three give to three more. And it just it circles and it just creates, I think, a community that is just so supportive. And I couldn't agree more. We're all in the business of facilitating ethical decision-making by humans. That's the one thing we've all got in common. We're all humans and we're all trying to work in service of humans. So I find very many peers and friends that are willing to benchmark with me and tell me what they're doing, what's worked, what hasn't worked. You can be very efficient because you can learn lessons from each other. I can say, I tried that. It didn't go so well. Maybe try something else. So yeah, I, I agree. What a wonderful community. And it's easy to say, but it really is true about us. I think there's only really pro bono and voluntary work and compliance are the two professions I've seen that in where people really are willing to share. Yeah. And also sometimes what we do in the ethics and compliance officer space can feel very lonely because I've yet to find somebody who says, I have so many resources, I can do anything I want whenever I want to. But when you come to these conferences or for those of you who aren't either virtually or within your communities, when you get to know the other people that are doing this, you get a chance of having almost a workplace comfort level and buddies and different people who are going through a similar experience to you. And I think that really always resonates with us here in Chicago. And for those of you who are listening, you may hear some of the uh, very, very helpful police in the background with the siren. (laughs) Just so you know, Chicago's (laughs) finest, they're out there and they're taking good care of us here. In service, yeah. So I mentioned that I had a couple of objectives for the week. One is a little bit more about fraud, learning in terms of substantive as fraud, AI, and then the community. Does anybody else have any other sort of specific things they came in here thinking, I want to get out of the week? I know that I would like to continue following the DEI track. And I will say that in years past, when I come to these conferences, I just cherry pick. Mm -hmm. I do this and that. But I would like to go a little bit deeper this time on this particular topic. I heard something so interesting in this morning's session, and Jackie Cheslow actually said this, compliance is always having more and more things put on its plate. DEI is certainly one of those things. Is this going to be something that compliance has to manage or gets to manage? And obviously, designating someone as the manager of a problem isn't the same as solving the problem. But Jackie volunteered the idea that maybe DEI needs to be its own thing and not compliance, specifically because in the same way that Compliance is always fighting for that seat at the table to go directly to the board. DEI should have that as well. They should have their own voice, their own vote, and their own resources. And I found that idea to be really intriguing. So I would just like to chase that rabbit a little bit and find more people that will speak to that topic and see if I can just develop that and understand that more. I agree with you on that. I think also, I think a lot of organizations do, some do that, but one of the concerns also is two or three years later, DEI was, at least at a lot of organizations, like 
it became its own huge seat at the table. And then over time, maybe not. So we want to make sure they have a consistent role and presence in any way, shape or form. I, I find that part to be, you don't want any of these things to be, or our compliance, like the flavor of the month for a company. Good point. One of the things that I think is um, a critical skill for an effective compliance officer or any executive is looking at the synergies between these different things and putting together a holistic picture. And for me, when you look at DEI, sometimes people call it Jedi back in the past mm-hmm. for justice, equity, uh, diversity, and inclusion. Oh, not Star Wars. Not Star Wars, <laughs> but it's really all about organizational justice. Mm-hmm. And when you think about that is at the core of any effective compliance program, do people feel they're being treated fairly? Do they feel that the policies and procedures are reasonable and uniform and and enforced in a way that is fair? And then when they have to go through a process like an investigation, are they told what's going to happen to them? Do they know what the process is? And are they sharing the results? And that DE&I is all about that also, as are so many of the processes in our organizations. And so I think as a compliance officer, you can lend so much to your colleagues because actually there's so much in common and not in opposition. And it goes back to what we were saying earlier about serving humans. There's so many different functions trying to do so many great things, but there's only one employee trying to get all of that information from different places. And so I think, again, one of the things I was looking for, and I've certainly not been disappointed, are tips and tricks on how to make it practical, tips and tricks on how to make ESG, human rights, supply chain, due diligence, anti-corruption, all come in one voice, one message, one principled values-based framework for decision-making. So definitely that's what I came for. And as I said, I've not been disappointed. There's lots and lots here to help you with that. Lots of parallel lessons or things that have been done very well in risk management that you can take to the speak up policy or things that have been done really well in DEI that you can use for the rest of your ESG program. So lots of cross-functional benefits if we can listen out for those tips. And one more thing about SCCE before we talk about a little more about the rest of what I call the fall semester. What do you all think is important to maximize your time here? Because there is so much to do and so many people, there's things to do, people to see. I think it's about being present, right? We, it's hard when you know your emails are dinging off in the background and maybe you were wishing you were with your family, maybe something's important happening to them this week uh, and there's all the sessions and all that. But I think it's just being here, just be here, take the time. You deserve it for your career, you deserve it for yourself and just you know enjoy and walk away with information that you wouldn't have otherwise. Thanks for that reminder. That's really good advice. My my takeaway is going to be just to second your comment and to follow your advice. I love that. When you're looking up from your devices, you're seeing, you're getting eye contact, you're seeing people. And it's worth, it really is, again, the bonus of being here is that you get to take names, you can scan badges, you can put your LinkedIn um, QR code up and make sure you build your network. And not just take names, but so, so many opportunities to talk about what you've just heard or compliment a speaker or thank somebody for their, com- their comment or their question. So again, I've made some really um, good friends already <laughs> this week just by you know having my phone put away, having my eyes up and looking around the room. Absolutely. I would say all of that as everyone else did. And I'd also say, take some breaks to just appreciate the moments and let it like sink. I remember at my first one of these also in Chicago, I, I didn't want to miss a single panel. I want to make sure I got every bit of learning and I didn't really reflect as much and I didn't spend as much time in the exhibition room at first 
or getting to speak with people. So I would also strongly encourage people to take that time. If you need an hour to go do work, be present for that and then come back. But it is, you are not. So with that, I'm going to go on for a second. And I would like to ask you all a little bit, since I don't know when we'll all be in person again, about our first fall semester. As we mentioned before, what we're doing right now, our, our roundtable discussions. I'm not even sure if it's the right term for it, but it's what we're, we're using right now. So each one of us is going to be heading up a substantive topic and guests on one of these roundtable discussions. I was just wondering for you all, have you had any thoughts about what you want to speak on or what's been top of mind for you? Pam, I'll start with you. Absolutely. I'd love to. So one thing I keep seeing as a mother of two young girls, age five and eight, is the parallels between mothering, parenting and compliance. Not to say we should be paternalistic when it comes to our employees, but certainly there's a lot of lessons I've learned with my children and how to, again, guide ethical decision making, how to have um, rules stick how to have them own the rules and make sure they they know how to pass it on to each other. So that's one topic I'd love to explore. The other one that's come up a lot this week, actually, already is uh, bridging the gap. So bridging the gap between compliance professionals and the business or cross-functional partners. We all know that compliance has a bit of reputation um, and we love to disarm and show that we're not the typical compliance people that will just be police and just be rules, making you follow rules. So again, bridging the gap and how we can learn from our, our contributors and speakers on how they're able to do that would be wonderful. Alan, how about you? There's just so many ideas um, going through my brain because there's so much to talk about. But one of the things I'm a bit concerned about is the state of the profession. There's maybe an economic downturn looming, uh, and we know that our compliance colleagues sometimes get hit the most. But I'm also sensing kind of a trend of compliance being even less resourced or less valued So I I, want to explore that a bit. The other thing that I think we don't always pay enough attention to, we spend a lot of time on Speak Up, but we don't talk about the other part of it. What happens when people do? And we know that we have people who report issues who are not treated well. So I think I'll have to dig into that a little bit more. I look forward to that. I suppose I'll be a bit of a wild card as part of this. That's why you're here. Okay. (laughs) Put on your hat. No, but but because I'm not a compliance officer, I come at this from a completely different direction. I'm a marketer and a business owner and an entrepreneur, but I think that there are some of those topics that I can speak to and add value. I know that, or at least I have observed that there is an evolution in some compliance officers' careers where they leave the Mm in-house situation and then end up either working for a vendor or being a consultant. So there are some aspects to starting a business, time management, marketing, things like that, that um, I'd like to speak to and, and again, try to add some value. And then also, and this is somewhat back to DEI, I'm particularly interested in neurodivergent people, how they operate, being one of them, someone who runs a business with ED, which is my superpower, I like to say, but celebrating, understanding, accommodating neurodiversity in the workplace, that does fall under the umbrella of compliance. And it's something I care about. So that's a story that I'd like to explore this year. I'm very excited about that. And one thing I'll say about marketing, whether you're in a business or a consultant or third, we are all marketing ourselves all the time. We are a business within a business. Isn't that true? In, in, yes. we are, everything we do is our word and our reputation. We don't have a money. We can't show we've done X or Y amount of sales or things like that. Our sales are 
our word and our business. So that's one of the things I'm very excited to, for us to be able to learn from you. How do we do that? Good. Better? Let's find those. We'll find the intersection between exactly. those, won't we? Good. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. And and for me, one of the things you've all, you've all mentioned a couple of the topics, but one for me, I a couple of weeks ago, I was talking to one of the women that I work with at, at Pearson and talking about how she sees the business and what's important to her. It made me think about what you were saying, Alan, is of the the people who do the right thing don't make a big deal about it, but win and are strategic and are fabulous. I'm surprised no one to know that she's Canadian because they're the best. <laughs> I think that is one of the things I am I'm really interested in, the idea of speaking in re- retaliation, anti-retaliation. I think it is, is really important. And the last point, which I don't think I'll be ready to do for my own head for a little while, is we are talking so much about metrics and data and analytics. And is that good? Is that always good? Because for and my one example that I've thought about a lot lately is organizations will say these are our eight biggest markets. That's not necessarily my biggest risk. How do you make sure by to balance those things? And if we come become so data driven, do we lose the, the human part of ethical decision making? So those are a few for me. Those are the things I was thinking about. And my last question to the three of you is we're embarking on this new phase and I just wanted to have all of you share if there's anything you want to tell the community or anything in particular feedback you would like to hear from our listeners and our great community. I think the thing is that this is an opportunity not only for us to explore, explore our ideas, but to help you explore your ideas, you the listener. So I thought we'd want to hear from you always on what interests you, what are you concerned about, where does where can give you more information. So I think it's the community is all about serving each other. So we want to serve you, the listener. Oh, I couldn't agree more with that. Serving the community, also building the community. If you bring a friend, I'm very lucky that I had all the benefits of being a full member of the GWIC community. This is how I got to know these lovely ladies. This is how I got to have speaking engagements at the conferences and get to really get to know my craft much better than I did. So please bring a friend, tell people about GWIC, let us know what you want us to talk about on the, the podcast and we'll be happy to serve, as you said. And I would just end and follow up by saying, if we're not doing something well or we're not serving you, please tell us that too. This is we're on a whole new journey that we're all of us in this room are really excited about. And but we also are a big fan of the words course correct. Please, I'm I've just had the best time in the last few minutes in this whole conference, but particularly this is a highlight now for me, getting to spend time with these women and we're moving through in that in quick. And so thank you all. Thank you, listeners. And on behalf of all of us and the Compliance Podcast Network and our awesome sponsor who's sitting here, CCI, Sarah, thanks so much and have a great day. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Great Women in Compliance. We hope you'll join us in honoring the great women in the compliance field by subscribing to this podcast and leaving a review.